Welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I'm your host, Sydney D. Camella. I'm also a wife, mother, master life coach, course creator, and spiritual Sherpa. Over the past few years, I have overcome extreme anxiety, depression, addiction, infertility, and chronic illness. And as a result, I've made it my life's mission to teach other women like you that no matter what battle you're up against, you have an inner tiger, a power within to create and manifest whatever your heart desires. If you are tired of being a victim and ready to be boss of your life, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'm going to share tools, teachings, and techniques I have used and taught countless other women so that together we can create a life beyond our wildest dreams. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your inner tiger is just waiting to be unleashed. I'm so happy you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful sisters and brothers, if you're out there too. It is really good to be back on this microphone. Um, It has been about five or six months since I have recorded an episode and Let me tell you that almost every single day of those five or six months, I have thought about this episode. I have thought about what I was going to talk about next. I have thought about where I wanted this direction of this podcast, this business, me, the whole thing to go. Um, I've been through periods of feeling very bad, like physically ill. Um, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for me emotionally. A lot has been going on in my life, and I would say that it's just been a very intense growing period for me. We really never stop growing. You know what I mean? Like that's it's not like oh, but there are peaks and valleys in our life, some shorter, some longer, where we're doing more growing and somewhere we're doing more aligning, and somewhere we're doing more manifesting, and living in you know higher states of vibration, or just more sense of bliss, like enjoying the high of all of the work we've done from down in the valley, right? So life is never consistent, as we all know, but it's surprised me that if you would have asked me five or six months ago, did I think I would need this much time to myself? And the answer is no. And prior to like, okay, so let's say I recorded my last episode in April. So I think I did one in March and April, but before that I had taken a three month sabbatical. And when I came back after that, those three months, I thought, okay, I'm gonna be back again. I'm gonna be doing this consistently and then boom back down to doing nothing. So at this point, (laughs) I've decided I am no longer promising what's gonna happen or what's gonna come next because every time I think I have a grip on where things are gonna go with me next, I completely get thrown right off my rocker. So um, anyway, I'm recording today. Do I know when I'm gonna record again? No. Do I want to record all the time and be very consistent with this? Yes, because There is so much content coming through for me um, and so much I've learned over these past several months um, that I just, you know, I've been eager to share for a long time. So without further ado, I have an idea as to what I kind of want to focus on talking about today. I don't have a lot of notes. I just kind of have some jotted down stuff to 
sort of guide me so that I, I don't get too off track because I can do that really easy. But I want to just lead this into something, a, a part of a big lesson that I have been learning over these past several months, okay? It's, it's combined with some very good news, okay? So let's just start by saying, letting the cat out of the bag. Um, by the time I release this podcast episode, I probably will have made some formal announcements on my social media that our surrogate is actually pregnant with our second child. Yay! So exciting! Um, this story is a wild one, okay? So um, I just, I want to share what this story has been like for me and then tell you what I massively learned. The biggest lesson I've been learning and still am learning through this process, okay? So let's take it back a little bit to what you may remember from previous episodes and earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, I think actually I had announced in maybe close to a year ago that we were going to be using a surrogate to have a second child. Now for anyone who doesn't know, my first child was born in November of 2019. He'll be three here soon. And when I gave birth to him, a lot of things went wrong medically. Um, I went into complete kidney failure. I was on dialysis for a year. And ever since then, I have been diligently committed to healing my body and trying to avoid a kidney transplant. Going against all of my medical Western medicine um, advice, going within and being hellbent and determined to um, heal my body naturally and get to the root cause of what's been going on. Um, and I do actually have a lot to share about that, but I want to stick to this point first. So, <laughs> um, so basically we've always known we wanted a second child and it's pretty obvious that my body is not in any kind of condition to be able to carry another one as of right now. And I'm 42 years old, and so, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, and um, a lot of people would say, well, you're young, you've got plenty of time, but for us, like, we're, we've decided, like, we wanna go ahead and get a move on with this second child because, um, you know, Certain things aren't working as well as they used to, <clears throat> like knees. <laughs> anyway, there's just a certain point in life where I feel like it's better to have children sooner than later. So anyway, whole other story. Um, so anyway, we started trying this back in November of 2021. We'd hired the surrogate and we had an embryo transferred into her that November. And I was sure this embryo was going to take. So if you don't know what the embryo situation is, so they take my egg, Dave's sperm, put it together, create embryos, right? So initially in the, the initial, back in 2017, I think when we, 17 or 18, when we initially did this egg retrieval and got all of our embryos together, we had gotten six total embryos that had been tested and approved. Five of them were actually fully tested, fully approved, and then one, this one sixth one 
was what they called a no-call, meaning that the cells that they took from the embryo could not be tested. So somehow it was like, well, it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like it's, we have no idea. We'll save that one for a last worst case scenario. If it comes down to all your other ones don't work and you have this one embryo, we'll use it, right? So we used the first two with me in 2018. And then in 2019, I finally got pregnant with my son, Rocco. Had him... My health went downhill, still recovering from that. So we hired a surrogate and we did her first embryo transfer. I want to say it was November of 2021. And I was sure this embryo would take, okay? We've got a healthy young surrogate. Everything was great. We had a fine embryo. It didn't take. And I was just floored, you know, like what? And so I was totally surprised. We took some time off to think about it and just, you know, do we want to do this again? Yes, we want to do it again. So we had one more good embryo and then we had this other no-call embryo left, right? So a few months later, we transferred this other good embryo. And again, I was sure it was going to work and it didn't. And I'm just like, what? So this whole like roller coaster of emotions right um was crazy so did, hold on just because i'm sorry just in case i did not say this earlier the first two embryos we transferred into me in 2018 did not take the third one did and that was my son rocco then we tried the fourth one in the surrogate did not take the fifth one in the surrogate did not take okay so then we were really faced with this whole thing Do we want to transfer this no-call embryo or do we want to be done? Because granted, every transfer is a lot of money, right? And if it sticks, we've got a whole big pile of money in escrow waiting to give the surrogate when, you know, she actually has a baby. And like we've been for the last seven years, any extra income we've had at all has gone straight toward trying to have children. Now, I don't dwell on that. At all. Let me just be clear. I've worked through all of my money issues. We're not dwelling on that. We feel incredibly fortunate and blessed to be able to, you know, have these funds to do this. In fact, what's really interesting is that there have been certain like um, times where like my husband will close a deal. He's a business broker, and it will be like the exact amount that we needed for the next step in this surrogacy process. Like it's really cool sort of to see how that works. It just always felt very divine and like guided and confirming, right? So we had this last chance to do this no-call embryo, okay? So we really had to make some hard decisions and do we really wanna move forward with this? I mean, do we know we wanna have a second one, but like, you know, what, what if it's it's not tested? What if something's wrong with it? Something could go wrong, you know? So we've got all of the like what ifs in our head. And it was a hard decision, but finally we were like, you know what? We're just gonna transfer this embryo and see what happens, you know? Does God have this, you know, if it works, it's gonna, God's gonna have a really good sense of humor. Like we know he does, so like, let's just see how this plays out, okay? Now this is gonna lead me to this whole big lesson in surrender, okay, that I have learned through this process. So it's important that I point out throughout this entire journey, you know, before the surrogate, you know, we know, we found out in like 2000, 
I don't know, something that we would have trouble getting pregnant. We started finally doing IVF around 2017, I think. So like at least five years of doing IVF stuff, right? And then a couple years before that, knowing I would have a hard time, I've you know, dedicated two years of my life to trying to get my body in a place where I would be able to even, you know, be fertile enough to have children, right? So seven whole years of this whole process, right? At this point, I was ready to be done. So I had come to this point in my mental and emotional state, right before this new embryo, you know, this last embryo transfer, where I was like, I've put so much time and energy and just like crazy emotional stress into baby making for the last seven years. I am really, really ready to be done. So when we went to transfer this last embryo, I am not kidding you when I said I could really go either way. If it takes, whoa awesome. Wasn't expecting that. If it doesn't take, probably more like what I'm expecting. And I'm really okay with that. I am so deep down in my bones okay with this outcome. Okay. Now I point this out because this is like, (laughs) this is like the state of mind I was always trying to get to. Through, through all of these transfers. So we've put in what, six total? Of all of these tra- transfers, and just think about the years before we even were doing IVF, we were trying on our own, right? All of those times, like counting my cycles, you know, putting my legs up in the air, like doing all the things, okay? And all the time trying so hard to just control the outcome and so afraid of what if we can't have kids? What if we aren't able to? And then all the questions that come with that. And then all the failed transfers and then questioning God and the timing and the whole thing. It was just, you know, over the years it got better because I got more used to this process. But this is like what the experts talk about, okay? When they talk about manifesting, when they talk about surrendering, When they talk about letting go and trying to be the version of you that you want to be when you get what you're trying to manifest, like that's the whole way to manifest, right? Is this is how you let go. This is how you surrender. You just don't, you you just let it all like go. And I don't know how to explain that like perfectly. I think that's going to come to me one day, but you know, I talk a lot about this with my spiritual teacher. Um, you know, letting go is not an actual act because you can't physically let go. Like if you have a rock in your hand and you open up your hand, you turn it over and you let go and it falls out. That's an act of doing, but to really fully surrender is not something you do, it's kind of something you be. Does that make sense? And surrendering doesn't mean not caring, which I think is what people get confused with a lot. It's like, 
it doesn't mean that you don't care or that you're not going to actually do anything to get what it is that you want, right? But actually, it means caring so deeply that you choose to trust. So it's not really an act of fully letting go. It's an act of choosing to trust, to lean into trusting. It's more of like letting go of the needing to know how or when or if and just letting it all go. But it's not an act of doing. See, it's so confusing. It's like, it's not an act of doing. It's just an act of shifting. It's an act of shifting this perspective and letting go of really the attachment that you have to being in control. And being in control is really like just an illusion anyway, right? We're really not in control of anything. Literally anything could happen to us at any given time. Mostly what we're in control of is certain, you know, obvious things like, hey, do I want to pick up that piece of pizza and eat it right now? Or do I want to control my attitude? Generally, we have the ability to control our attitudes, but the things around us, we don't have any control over. We don't truly have full control over getting pregnant. We don't have full control over getting wealthy. We don't have full control. Like we can't just say like, this is, or getting healthy, right? We can take action and do everything that we have the power to do, but at the end of the day, we don't have that full control. And we have to really get in touch with that spiritual connection within us, inside, that says, okay, I trust you. And for a lot of us, that's really hard to do for many reasons. Maybe because throughout our lives, anyone who we did trust abandoned us, whether that was our parents our lovers, our friends, right? Or maybe we have issues with our spiritual deities because maybe we've been hurt by religion or people in our church. You know, I had plenty of that going on. So learning to trust and let go is this whole entire process. This is not something you can listen to this podcast and do overnight. Now you can understand the fundamentals and get the knowledge, but to do it takes work, it takes action, it takes consistency in trying to do this and trying to understand and then trying to integrate, do, understand, integrate, 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 right? I've been trying to let go for seven years, okay? And I get a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further each time. And each lesson that comes my way seems to be the biggest lesson of my life. And I think it's probably this for a lot of people. Learning to surrender, learning to let go, learning to trust. You know, this is how it's been with me and my health too. Letting go, letting go of the fears. Letting go of the fears of whether it happens or not. You know, it's, it's like piece by piece by piece by piece. And it's hard. Another piece of letting go is like letting go of the disempowering stories that you're telling yourself about what the outcomes mean, okay? So, for example, you know, throughout the last seven years of me trying to have a baby, it's like, okay, am I not worthy of being a mother? Would I be a terrible mother? Am I not good enough? Am I being punished 
for something I did previously in my life, all of these questions circling and circling and circling, maybe it's better that I don't have kids, you know? God forbid I end up like, you know, my mom or whoever, I'm not criticizing my mom, but you know, we all have stuff. I'm just saying, you know, we all have these things, these floating, disempowering thoughts in our mind, right? That we start making up and the stories we start telling ourselves. And they're awful. Same with like me not healing, you know? So I have wondered over and over, if I don't heal, does that mean that I'm not worthy of having a business and teaching people how to, you know, live a better life, live happier, live more fulfilled, live more fulfilled, live, unleash their inner tiger, live healthier, right? Manifest anything they want. Does that mean I'm not worthy of teaching those things? Because... You know, those are stories that consistently go on in my head over and over. Does anyone, want to, anyone even want to hear what I have to say? Why am I even doing this in the first place? Blah, 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 blah. All of it, all of it lies, right? So it's letting go of the attachment that we have to all of these things. And what's beautiful about this whole process is that while you're letting go and surrendering all of this stuff and learning to trust and lean into just trusting that no matter what happens, it's for your highest good, the more aligned you become with who you want to be. And that's really where our joy comes from. That's the key to manifesting is, like I said earlier, it's not doing, doing, doing to have, it's being the person you want to be who has what you want and then you will have what you want because you create this beautiful space for life to just th flow through you. You're in, you're in alignment with who you are, truly, and you're a letting, you're just literally, it's like parting, parting the sea for yourself to walk through right? To live that life that you want, where everything lives. So if you want to be wealthy, be someone who's wealthy. You don't have to have the money because what do you think the money is going to do for you? What feeling is that money going to give you? Why don't you take that feeling and try to have that feeling now. And then once you have that feeling now, then the money can come because you've just created the space for it. But if you're not being that person now, you're deflecting it. You're giving off the exact opposite. You're saying, this is what I don't want and therefore that's what you're gonna get, keep getting over and over. You want to be healthy, be healthy. Act like a healthy person would act. If you were per perfectly healthy, what would you be doing? How would you be feeling? How would you be acting? How would you be? How would you be being? Be that now. You know, I got to give myself credit for this. When I go, I have this new phenomenal functional medicine doctor. And um, she's been helping me a lot with my health. And she told me the other day, you know, I was sort of tearing up to her a little bit. I was like, you know, I, 
I've been really tired. I go through these ups and downs, ups and downs, like with my health and I just get really tired. And she's like, you know, I, I don't like telling you this because you are such a fighter and I fully believe in your ability to completely heal. But on paper, you are still very sick. But it's so weird for people because they look at you and you don't look sick. You don't act sick. You don't look or act sick at all, in fact. In fact, you look and act like you're doing fantastic. And I'm like, you have just completely confirmed that I'm doing things right for me. In my world, that's exactly what I want to be doing. I want to be living as if I were perfectly healthy. And you know what? It helps. It helps my energy level. Because I already know I'm healed. That's the thing. I don't need anyone on the outside to tell me that I'm healed. I already know and have accepted my healing. Even if it doesn't look like that on paper right now, it's coming. And another little fun story about that is as I've been working with her, um, and this was like six, seven weeks ago, we got some blood numbers back for me. And all of a sudden, my kidney numbers, like, took a big jump in the right direction. And I was like, what? Freaking out, right? Like so almost fell, I was looking, laying down in my bed when I looked at it, I almost fell out of my bed and then screamed. I was like, honey, 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 come here. You know, I couldn't even believe it. I had to look at it like 500 times because I was just like, I've never seen those numbers on the app before. I've never seen them that low. And I was just like, and low was a good thing. I was just like, wow, can you believe it? And in that, for the next like day or two, I was like on top of the world. Like, oh my God, I'm healed, I'm healed. Life is amazing, life is amazing, life is amazing. And all of a sudden by like day three, I started thinking, wait a second, life's the same. All this time I've been waiting for this day where like my numbers took a really big jump and I'm like, wait a second. Life's the same. I was happy before I saw those numbers. I celebrated for a good 24 hours. Then I was like, life is no different. What now? And then I was like, wait, what are you, Sydney, this is what you talk about all the time. Life's not, you're not going for a destination. You're on a journey. And then when I saw my functional medicine doctor a couple, like a week later, I was like, so I'm healed, right? Like everything's great. It's just going to keep getting better from here. She's like, wow. No, actually, that's not. It's like what I'm expecting is your body to start fighting what we're doing and for your numbers to go back down. However, like three, four months from then, which from now is like three months, I really expect to see some changes like that last, right? And I was like, oh. and But it was such a huge lesson for me. Like, oh. We're always trying to get like after these goals. We're trying to hit that health goal. We're trying to hit that wealth goal. We're trying to hit that relationship goal. It's always things we're always striving for and we want. And that's fine because it's great to have goals. It's great to have some like a carrot in front of us to keep us moving. But when do we actually say I've, I'm happy? Where does that happiness really come from? Because I promise you, when you hit that goal, usually, I mean, how, how long, think about a goal you've hit, okay? How long were you in like 
Woo! Mode. 30 minutes, two hours, a day, maybe two days. And then what? Then you actually, a lot of times we get this like real big high and then we tend to crash because we're like, well shit, now I don't know what to do with myself, right? So if we can take that mindset of I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, more, 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 and change it into taking all of that, bring it right here into the present moment, which is where all of our happiness lies anyway, and say, all those things that I think are going to make me happy, they're, they may bring me a real hot, quick minute joy, but I still am going to be me. I still am going to be the same person every single day. So who do I want to be? Who do you want to be? I recommend writing that down. What brings you joy? You know? Like going and sitting by the ocean. Yes, that brings you joy. Okay, cool. We love those moments of like highs or hiking at the top of a mountain. Great, cool. That brings me joy. But when you're just sitting at your desk or at your kitchen table or laying in your bed, like where can you find the joy in that? For me, I find the joy in the peace, in the quiet, in my soul. Different things help me get that. Daily practices help me get that, which I don't do all the time. You know, some are seasonal, but there's so much we can do. We're all different, you know, different things work for different people. But getting ourselves to a place where we can just be and be happy and be at peace where the chaos around us is unfolding and here we are just being happy. So I wanna bring this back to this pregnancy story for me. So it was really humbling that when we did this transfer, I was genuinely like, okay, I'm just here for this ride. Let's go do that transfer. Let's go on with our lives. No big deal. If we're pregnant, we're pregnant. If we're not, we're not. Because you know what? I'm still going to be just as happy with or without this child. There are pros and cons to both sides of this story. And I know and I trust that my best interest is at heart. In my creator, in my divine source, I am connected, I am tuned in, and I trust. And I surrender doesn't mean I don't care, but I truly, truly surrender. And so let's think, let's go back to the day we found out we were pregnant. All right. So (laughs) this is funny. I really, really didn't care either way, like I said. Um, And I was truly expecting that it wasn't I mean, you know, that it wouldn't work. We had perfectly good embryos that we transferred into her that did not work. And so I was like, well, then why would this maybe embryo even work, right? So um, anyway, she was starting to take pregnancy tests like the Wednesday, which was about day like 
six for her after the transfer. After yeah, after the transfer, and we were getting the blood work tests done on Friday. Okay, so she starts taking home pregnancy tests Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I don't. I did not want to know until Friday. I had told her that I was like, you take them. Don't tell me what they are. So that Friday morning. My husband was actually out of town at a conference. My dog woke me up at 6.30 in the morning, um, which is early for me. <laughs> and uh, he woke me up out of this very, very vivid, intense dream where Brittany, my surrogate, was telling me that she was pregnant. And we were dancing and hugging and like this whole thing it was so vivid. And then even during the dream, I said, wait a second, was that real? So I phoned her up in the dream and said, did we just have that? That was real, I didn't dream that, right? And she's like, oh no, it was real, cool. So then I'm actually waking up in real life and I'm like, wait, was that real? And then when I kind of came to, I thought, oh my God, that's my son, we're pregnant. And I just, I knew, like I know when I get an intuitive, you know, dream or hit, like, I can tell, I had chills, like I knew it was real. So then I go outside, let the dog out, I'm sitting on the back porch, and all of a sudden I hear these little baby birds in the nest, in the tree, right above us. Never heard that before. And sometimes, and I'm even wondering if it was real because they haven't never heard it again. <laughs> um, but they're little baby birds. And I was like, oh my God, confirmation. Like. We are definitely pregnant. So 6.35, dog comes in. I go back to bed and I text Brittany. I said, okay, here's what happened. I just got this dream. I got these baby birds. That means we're pregnant, right? Tell me what the home test said. And she was like, I'm so sorry. They've all been negative. And I'm like, what? And I'm just telling you my experience here. My experience with this was like, no, that can't be true. Why would I get these signs? Like, do I, am I like way rusty on my, you know, intuitive connection here? Like, I know a sign. When I hear a sign, like, I know it's a sign. And that would, could not have been any more clear to me. And it was similar when I found out I was pregnant with Rocco. It's very similar vibe, similar thing. And so I was just like, this is so weird. And so I'm like telling a couple people, you know, that had known we did the transfer. I'm like, you know, no baby. And this is weird. And even a lot of people were like, what? Because <laughs> so many people themselves intuitively were like, oh, I was sure this was going to stick. I'm like, you were? Like, was everyone sure this was going to stick except for me? <laughs> like, what's happening? And then I'm walking the dog. 12.03 p.m. I get a call from the clinic and she had had her blood work taken that morning and they were like, congratulations, you're pregnant. Oh, what? Like, I lost it. I, I was screaming. I just couldn't even believe it, but I could. And I was like, well, that makes more sense, you know? And oh God, what a good feeling. I was just shaking and immediately after I hung up the phone with her, um, my husband, literally, like, when I hit end with the clinic, my husband was calling in to, because I had told him, I was like, we're not pregnant, you know, so call me if you want to talk about it. But I was like, 
I was trying to talk him off a ledge. Like, you know, this is going to be fine. You know, we don't need any more kids. Like, I was ready for the whole speech to support him because I was like, you know, I didn't care either way. I was so neutral on this, you guys, that I'm trying to tell you. And so now, looking back, I'm like, well, of course we're pregnant. Because I got, I literally went neutral. I went so neutral. I went so trusting and so neutral. And when I say this, I don't mean, I don't mean like I was like, oh, I'm just going to assume the worst because, you know, I don't want to be let down. No, I wasn't like thinking like that. I literally thought it probably wouldn't work because the odds weren't very good. And we've, you know, been there, done that. And the odds weren't good. So I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's totally okay. I was really ready to wipe my hands clean of our baby-making years. I was like, you know, seven years of this stuff, I'm done. Let's just move on. You know, I'm ready to put this all behind us. I'm so grateful for what we already have. Let's move on. And then, what a bing Here we are, pregnant. It's still shocking to me. <laughs> anyway... Um, so that's my story. That has been my lesson, um, through this whole experience. You know, I mentioned earlier that I've been really up and down with my health and, you know, when I thought that it was really good, you know, when those numbers looked really good and then they did, they dipped back down. Like my doctor said they would, it was a little bit discouraging, but through this whole pregnancy process, just absolutely, God. A godsend, right? That this happened this way because the lessons were so huge. It's the same with my health. I don't need to worry about, you know, what my doctor, my my kidney doctor all the time, well, what if you have to go back on dialysis and you need a transplant? Because guess what? I just took myself officially off the transplant list, which was sort of hanging on to it, you know, just in case. And then I said, nope, you know what? I want to energetically completely cut this option, this backdrop, you know, plan B option completely out. I am going, I'm burning the ships. I'm going full on. I'm healing my body. Period. End of story. No backup plan. Going for it. And my kidney doctor is like, you're nuts. And I'm like, you know what? I take that as a compliment. And the other day when I saw her, she actually changed your nuts to your special. And I was like, thank you. I am special. She said, people are lining up to get on that transplant list and you're turning it down. And I'm like, absolutely. Because I know, I know, I know, I know my body's going to heal. I know it's meant to. I just have to create the right environment for it to heal. And that goes for all of us. And the problem here, and this is a whole other podcast, is that with Western medicine, Western medicine is a sick care system. It is built on the foundations of pharmaceutical companies, okay? Our bodies, our light being bodies are meant to heal themselves, but they have to be given the right foundation and the right environment 
to heal that. And when so much of what we're exposed to on a regular basis in this environment, in our food, in don't eat, the list is so long, pharmaceuticals and all the things we've been exposed to and toxicities and pesticides, all of this causes a negatively catabolic environment within our bodies. So if we can change and detox that environment to create an environment of healing and flow in our bodies, they will heal themselves. So again, that's another thing. But what I'm trying to tie this all back together is this podcast episode is about learning to surrender and trust. It doesn't matter what happens going forward. If what if the sur- what if the, I mean it's still really early and I'm announcing this pregnancy. If this pregnancy doesn't even make it to full term, that's okay too. I don't have fear around it anymore. If I end up needing a kidney transplant one day, that's okay too. I don't have fear around it anymore. You see where I'm going with this? I'm letting go of the attachment that I have to needing to control it, to needing to uh, know what's going to happen, to being afraid of what does or does not happen. I'm cool with it. I'm way cool with it. And that is where my happiness and my inner peace and my presence comes from, is from being grateful and happy and not worried, because I'm always provided for. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of My Inner Tiger. Before you go, I have a free gift to offer you. If you're anything like me and struggle with overwhelming feelings of stress and anxiety on a regular basis, I invite you to download my Freedom in 5 formula, where you'll discover how to change your state in less than five minutes. This is my beautiful gift to you and costs $0, so head on over to myinnertiger.com forward slash freedom to download this now. Also, if you loved what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so I can keep the ball rolling. And finally, if you're not already, come follow me on Instagram at myinnertiger for more juicy goodness and fun inspiration. I can't wait to connect with you there. Now, my dear friend, go out into this world and create some magic. I'll catch you on the next episode.